Sappy Jokey, thank you. Thank you. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, Coffee. Can we get one of us for our good friend, Coffee Joker? How are you, my friend? Sasuma and Coffee Joker is here. This is a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day. Sub after sub. Scooter Boy. I see you wearing your finest for the interview. Yes, I am. I wanted to feel good. What's up, Scoots? I probably should have worn a big branded thing because this this guy, I can guarantee uh, he does not, uh, he's not impressed by logos. Thank you so much, Shooter Boy. You rule. Coming on over here from Angela Lishan's stream. God, what a beautiful lady. Speaking of beautiful wow, ladies. Woke up about to head to bed. You're about to head to bed? Leave me tapped, my friend, because I am. Okay. I am. I am I, I'm sorry, but my I hate. I'm not supposed to complain about views, but I have totally fallen off here on this website. Like the outfit. And, um. And uh, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. So leave me tab, my friend, please. I'll send you money in the mail. Sasuma with the sub. Thank you so much, dude. Thank you. I'll send you Dutch shillings, my friend. Thank you so much, Sasuma. We're getting that hype train, my friend. You guys have been very, uh, very generous with the subs uh, this morning as well. And I, I thank you guys a lot for that. I thank you guys a lot for that. Um, I am back. Uh, I don't. Uh, the interview I had planned for Thursday canceled, so I don't know if there's going to be an interview. Hi, spam I, rally. Hey, spammy. Um, but I think that's fine because I have to keep working on my schooling stuff. Um, but uh, I don't feel like I'm learning shit. Uh, but uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, shaking out. What do I do? Are they still uh, renting that place besides your place? I haven't heard anything from them. Not that I want to live there anymore. I don't even know what I want. I don't Show know. Love, you got this. Thank you. Shake it out. Thank you, my friend. You got this. I'm liking the curtains, G. Oh, God. Don't I fucking up. hate my life, dude. This is my, my sister's childhood bedroom. She had the biggest room. Shaken. The yellow. I know yellow is supposed to actually help you study. DM me. If you need help, I am serious. Don't just struggle on your own. Okay, my friend. Reach out. Everyone is here for you. Pop no, jam. thank you. You guys are amazing. You guys Super are amazing. Yells. I'm sorry. I'm just... Uh, I was doing yellow so well, and I fell apart. That I fell apart. That yellow is brutal, haha. Um, I fucking hate this yellow. Uh, thank you, Tofu. I I was yeah, every I was killing it. I was killing it, and then I got a email, uh, and it, I've never been the same since. I, I don't think I'll ever be the same. So uh, yeah, it's fucked up. YP, you have bad monitor. Uh, all right, uh, we, let's get the interview on. Let's go. Let's call Deep uh, Mindfulness because this guy's actually going to help me out a lot. Here he is. Uh, hey. Good I have call. a crush on Shaken. Oh, everybody Curve does. Good night, all. I'm a pass out. What the fuck kind of email did you get? Was it from Hitler? Yep. Night scooter. My version of it. Uh, good night, suits. You the best, man. All right, let's call uh, Deep Mindfulness. Let's pull this together. And, uh,. And uh, stop uh, being so nice. Nice shoots. Let's do this, my friends. Let's do this, my friends. Uh, all right. Boom. Video capture device down. Window capture open. Start the video call. Guys, you got to tell me how the sound sounds. Yo, buddy. Oh, hello, my friend. Can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. Let's check in with the folks at home. At first, wait, can you guys hear me? Sound is good. Can I just first off and say, how dare you have a way better camera than me? You look incredible, <laughs> dude. What kind well, of lens you. are you using? 
I don't even know. It's uh, oh, just something I slapped on. <laughs> well, dude, slap, came... slap me with it across the face, please, because this. Oh my God, you look amazing. Oh well, thanks so much. Yeah, at some point, I just you know whatever, maybe pulled it out of a Cracker Jack box. I don't remember. Oh yeah, well, I, absolutely. I got to learn computers so I can, uh, I can figure this out. Uh, uh, Yanush, Yanush. Wellen. My friend, exactly. well, welcome to Johnny Now Radio, uh, Yanush. Well, uh, well, and you are the um, well. Your brand is Deep Mindfulness, and the deep, the deep Mindfulness Collective. Yes, Deep Mindfulness Collective, and you're all over. Like you're cross platform. You're killing it on YouTube. Your website's incredible. Uh, good job, man. That's very kind of you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, but uh, these these compliments are probably nothing to your well trained mind, right? Oh no, they're they're lovely. They're they're you know the little puppy inside me gets all the little uh, you know all the treats. I am a puppy petter. This I'm I'm told I am too complimentary, but I get fascinating and interesting people on here like you, my friend, and I can't help but gush. Well, listen, hey, it's great to be here. Great to see. You. I, I think we met uh, when you um, raided my stream some time back, and you said unless this guy's like done some sort of hate crime, I gotta have him on here. So well, I was like, well, that's good, good coincidence I, as it may be. I've had uh, well, sometimes I book people and then I find out they're like, did you know that Ace Terrible. of Base? My Ace of Base was my favorite band. It turns out they used to be Nazis. Oh God. Yeah, and then if you listen to some of their lyrics, you're kind of like. Oh, I think no. they might still be. Yeah, that was like that that uh, ever-present sort of thing, you know, when you're a teenager, when you're listening to that punk band, you're like, wait a minute, like, these guys keep talking about the motherland. What's up with that? Yeah, you're like, are they from Russia? Yeah. You're like, oh, no. Thankfully, okay, uh, no. Uh, did you grow up listening to punk? I, I was a little late, so I was in, like, Blink-182. Yeah, a little punk. I mean, for me, you know, uh, gangster rap was the punk. Um, that was like the most gangster, like the most punk stuff that I could find in my small town in Rhode Island. Oh, that's. But yeah, I was, I was a, I was, I thought of myself as a sort of punk. That's way cooler. That's way cooler than uh, Dicky Shorts and Spike Terror that I was rocking. I feel like you would have looked down on me, but we are now adults. We're grown up. And uh, I've put it behind me. You put it behind you. Perfect. (laughs) I love your background too. I saw some of it on, uh, I was watching your YouTube today, but uh, damn, I love, I'm loving it, my friend. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for the folks at Um, home. Geez Louise. Okay. So I'm a meditation teacher, full-time teacher living in New York city. Uh, I teach the deep side of meditation, but I do it in a way that hopefully it's accessible to everybody. Um, I, um, should I talk about my bio? Do folks have folks already heard that? I, I have posted it on the Discord, but let's let's talk about it, my friend. You can okay. read line from line, or I can do it for you because it's a pretty good bio. Well, I won't I won't read it line for line. So if people want to know it line for line, I'm I'm not the I'm not the one to do it. <laughs> I'll do it after. Okay, yeah. So um, no, I, I began meditating when I was a teenager and became really interested in this idea of continuous meditation. Um, so the idea that the popular idea now that meditations are something you dip into now and then, uh, something that you you know use to chill yourself out a tiny little bit. Um, I didn't even know that 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 was what a lot of people thought for a while, and I think that's a pretty new idea. So I became interested in meditating all the time and uh, what that would mean if it was even possible, what that would do to my life, and um, began trying to do that as a teenager. I uh, began making uh, artwork. I was into drawing and painting and making fine art. And that became a lot of my practice. 
um, at some point, um, the shit hit the fan. I was basically, you know, like any sort of raucous punk rock, you know, uh, person. I was drinking and, you know, using drugs and whatever. And uh, the combination of <laughs> so cool, so awesome. I stopped that uh, stuff too. Yeah. Oh, you, you stopped at some point? Last week. Oh, wow. Congrats. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm 66 days free of, uh, of the dank. Oh, wow. Congrats. No, that's no joke, man. That's a big it's, deal. So it's, yeah, it's that thing's, uh, uh, but yeah, you were in, in, into it in high school. That's crazy though. Like you were, in, oh yeah. And, I was like a daily pot user at like 13. Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a mentally 13 year old right now. So that's probably why, but, um, and you, but you entered a, a program was, uh, did... I, I, I did do through a relatively formal, like recovery community, which was very, very different than I thought it was going to be. I thought, you know, those things, uh, I mean, I, I don't have to be, you know, it's not, it's not appropriate to be very specific, but it was just a very commonly easily accessible program. And I thought it was going to be all like God and this thing, whatever, but I didn't care. My life was really, really bad. It was like either I was going to you know, self-destruct or I was going to like something. I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. And it ended up that um, it was really uh, lovely. It was people really trying to be helpful to each other, people really trying to uh, be kind and uh, supportive. And so the continuous meditation thing was actually really applicable because um, the premise was to see if you could be a good person all the time or as best as you could be, to be kind, to be thoughtful of others, to not be judgmental, to be, you know, um, uh, to, to not be uh, self-absorbed, these kind of things, and all throughout the day to pay attention to that and all of your actions. And so it was actually this beautiful practice that was I found very uh, impactful. So that was the center of my life for quite some time. It's where I went, met my uh, now wife. Um, and at some point, my meditation practice, people started asking me how to do what I was doing. And I gave them, told them everything I knew. And they said, well, tell me more. And so I realized I needed to do more training. So I began training with formal meditation masters. And at some point uh, that rolled into full-time meditation teaching. Wow. That's actually, and that's incredible in, in a way, like, uh, were you 13 when you entered this or was this just, no, I was, I was 13 Whoa. when I started meditating. started meditating. Yeah. So, wow. I think that's incredible that you started meditating so, so young and, uh, to even, I don't even think I knew what it was then. And then to have that experience with the, that program, uh, it's almost like a, a blessing. Like I wish somebody, when I was in high school, uh, sat me down and said, Hey, I, th- you should actually focus on being a good person and not just like a hedonistic, uh, freak, which lasted for, it's crazy. It's like your drug use in, in a, in the long run, uh, would, you could say almost, uh, was a beneficial thing where, my my drug use just ruined like every relationship I had. <laughs> well, so one thing, one note is that timeline wise, I came into recovery in early in my early twenties. Oh, okay. So that's the sort of arc. I began meditating at that point. I was a punk, and then sort of you know life went on, and then things just sort of crashed over time. But I do think that this is my general theory around substance use, uh, especially you know uh, serious substance use, is that it's you could say it's like meant to cure a kind of, I don't know, spiritual need, but I really, it's actually there to cure a need. Like it's like, we want to feel connected or we want to feel free or we want to feel happy or any of these things, which are natural needs, but we choose a way to do it. That is often harmful for ourselves and other people. And I'm not saying that if people use substances and it works for them, they shouldn't. Uh, It did not work for me. And I think you're describing that 
it sounds like it it was probably filling some need otherwise you wouldn't have done it but ultimately it wasn't really working out no yeah i just uh, uh the problem is i thought it was cool that's the thing with drugs is they make it cool in our culture where they should yeah. make meditation cool which i think it's it's on its way it's it's getting there have you ever heard the um the quote from uh what's his name um uh, uh, uh lou reed who said, um, and he actually went, he, you know, I think at some point he recovered. Um, he said, some people stayed too cool for too long and now they're dead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that's so true. If you stay cool for, that's such a good quote. I'm going to totally use that because yeah, if you stay cool for too long, then you die or you become so uncool that it's not cool. Yeah. And, yeah, um, well, I think that when I was young, cool and accepted was so such an important criteria, so important for me. But I didn't think about like, well, what about other things like you know, happy or fulfilled? Yeah. And I, I didn't. I thought that like it would answer every problem that I had, and it was just not the case at all. Yeah, and I'm only learning. I'm I'm 32, and I'm just learning this now. Like where I was like, just chill out, be cool, and then I realized like this entire facade I put on was. Um, more of just like it's just like narcissism it's just like mm -hmm. hey i'm trying to prove to people that i don't even know or care about walking on the street that i'm a certain person and i instead of lo looking outwardly i should have been looking more inwardly well i mean can i and do you mind if i we don't have to get into it but do you mind if i ask um what made you decide to uh stop uh my uh my partner of eight years uh, uh booted me out so that's God, I'm so sorry. And, uh, so sorry to hear that. Ah, these things happen. But uh, and I then I realized like and and on on the way out she was like, uh, you 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 think trying isn't cool? She said, and I was <laughs> like, fuck, that's so now. So which was kind of true. I did think I was kind of like a chill out and smoke, bro, kind of kind of guy. And um, but now I'm like I kind of had a wake up call. And uh, now that I don't smoke weed, uh, I've got like my rem back and like now like it's like i think it's important to have dreams and aspirations now so um i did mention to you when i asked you to do this interview that uh that yeah i've been on like a little journey of uh self-discovery myself and uh, that's why i'm really excited to have you on here that's so great um but in because you are uh, like from what i've learned you're a master of this you've been uh, so you've done a thousand hours of formal teaching when it comes to meditation Right. I've actually probably done more, a lot more teaching than that. That's how much, that's how many hours of formal teacher training I've received. Oh, training. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes. I so, missed that word. <laughs> I'm also learning. Yeah, so I've, I've, I, I, I would lose count as far as how many hours I've taught because I teach, I mean, I'm a full-time teacher, so it's, it's a lot. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, so I'm new to this. I started, um, I going to a meditation class, uh, down at the Ang Anglin Angling church. Can't say that word, uh, church here in the basement, but it was Zen meditation. Cool. Um, is that, I know you do, um, uh, I wrote it down here. Is it, uh, oh, insight meditation and then, uh, loving kindness meditation. Is that, can you explain the difference? Like, Sure, sure. So what I would say is that I do mindfulness. That's the kind of meditation that I do. But the my main teacher is a teacher named Shinzen Young, who oh, yeah. is um, pretty badass. He's he's like he's kind of a juggernaut, and I, he really transformed the way I re related to meditation because I looked at all these different practices and did Zen a lot when I was younger, and 
I always wanted to know, like, I've heard of this one and I've heard of that one, but what do they have to do with each other? Like, how do they relate to each other? How come they're both called meditation? Like, is prayer the same as meditation? Like, how do these things relate? And so what he did was kind of build a periodic table of the world's meditation elements to show how they interact. And with that, suddenly it's like it opens up the whole palette and you can say, oh, you're doing Zen meditation at an Anglican church. That makes perfect sense. And so it sounds like you're learning. I probably know what you're learning. It's one of three things and I can uh, find out from you, okay, what's working there? And then we can say, well, what do you want out of life? And we can then maneuver a little bit and say, great, well, that's a perfect technique for the, this part of what you want. But I think that might be something missing over here. So make sure you add a dash of this, that sort of thing. So mindfulness broadly speaking, is any meditation that involves the experience of the present moment. And uh, it is, I can get into technical teaching, but I feel like it might be boring for people. But basically, it's its increasing your sensory clarity, the sort of detail of your sensory experience, your concentration, so the ability to balance the mind, to, to keep it where you want it to be for as long as you'd like it to be there. And then equanimity, which is the acceptance of the experience of what's happening without needing it to change. And the weird thing is those three sort of pretty simple sounding things, they, they, the effects of those are everything from what you hear like, oh, I'm a little more relaxed and like I can kind of be a little bit more present and whatever, all the way to I can be much more skilled at basketball, right? This is the, the highest end athletes, you know, Steph Curry is doing more and more meditation rather than, you know, along with all of his other training. So I could be better athletics, but all the way, and this is something that people don't talk about as much, all of the weird stuff that you hear about, all of the, you know, classical awakening or these terms like enlightenment, those sound like funny, silly Santa Claus type ideas, um, but they're actually, um, there's a lot of, uh, there's actually a lot of research now showing that these are real experiences and real um, perceptual changes that uh, are available to people if if it's of interest and it's not as crazy difficult as you think you don't have to move to a monastery to experience the 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 beginning levels of even classical awakening so i just i like saying that because sometimes people put it in this little box like oh it's going to improve my you know tennis swing a little bit it's like yeah cool cool and you can also transform your entire experience of perception no, I I think that's a, a great way to put it. Yeah, so many people think like it's just a bunch of hippie stuff, but it's until you actually give it a try. Uh, like I, I don't think they realize the benefits, and it's it's hard. The it's it's it, I find it very hard too. So it's very hard to get people into uh, meditate. I'm just brand new to it, but like I've already seen the effects. Um, I I did some like ymca guided stuff with mm -hmm. like the you know they hit the bowl and stuff and it was kind of ethereal and the music mm -hmm. and i liked it and i think that's like super accessible um but then when i started the zen meditation stuff that was like one hour of just you and your thoughts and oh my like buckle in my friend because it is it like you're going down a path but do you do you think um to get more people like to kind of ease people in it's kind of like I suggest people go do the kind of um, the uh, the YMCA sillier uh, stuff where like, yeah, you, like I, I we were doing like the dancing, shaking a little bit at the beginning. <laughs> do you think that's like a good way to get people in who are hesitant to uh, give it a try? Well, here's the weird thing. And this is so I, I apologize because all my answers are going to be a little harder than just the easy answer. No, please. Um, yes and no. Right. Yes, absolutely. Whatever gets somebody in. But that's going to be totally alienating to a lot of people. So, well, maybe not. 
right? And so the question is, which thing do you pick? I think part of the premise is to recognize that there are so many ways of practicing meditation that some of them are just going to be weird and not work for you. Some people will try to do Zen and Zen is intense and it's, it's, you know, uh, it's not for everybody. And we can talk about the, the standard difficulties that people experience. And, you know, somebody with trauma or with developmental trauma might not be a great idea to go and just, you know, have no instruction, don't move your body. And, you know, that's, that is what it is. Um, you know, in a very, uh, uh, my general tendency is say look for things that say that say mindfulness now there's a lot of very watered down mindfulness that's very superficial again our whole thing is deep mindfulness collective um, we encourage folks to who are new to come to hang out with us do our thing but i also hate the whole salesman sort of meditation thing so explore whatever and i'm happy to direct people wherever they want to go my preference is um simple mindfulness that will um, direct people towards the possibility of depth. So maybe I'll, if it's okay, I'll include a link because I, whenever yeah. I start with a new student, I include uh, 15 meditations. Now these aren't like strict beginner meditations, but I think anyone can do them. I don't think they're that crazy. It may be a little kid, like a, you know, 10 year old kid. It's not the right fit, but any person who's probably watching the stream, it would not be that difficult. Um, or you can come on our stream and, and well, you can tell me before we start, Hey, these are the challenges I'm having. I'm stressed. I'm arguing with my brother and, you know, I, I have pain in my foot. Okay, cool. We can build a meditation around that. And, um, that's generally it. So, Generally, I would say people try whatever you want, but just know that one weird thing doesn't mean that you should stop meditating or that even that technique isn't going to work for you. That's the other thing is you got to try some weird stuff sometimes. And, you know, as long as they're not asking to give you all their money or, or you know, surrender your belief system or, or surrender reason if you don't want to. Some people actually like, you know, a belief or, or rituals or these kind of things. And that's fine. But some people prefer to kind of maintain uh, you know, their reason in that way. Oh, I'm actually glad you really glad you explained it that way because I totally actually like just go on YouTube and do like 15 minute guided meditation with the music. And uh, I was just trying to act cool in front of you and say, I didn't, cause that totally works That's for great, me as huh? well too. Sometimes I like the voice to, to go through and, uh, and let so you cool. know, um, yeah, drop a link because there's a lot of people, uh, in the chat would actually, um, uh, love to try oh. that. And I've been trying to, trying to convince so many people um, that, because I do find if you just do, if like, would you suggest try five minutes a day? Just, oh yeah. Just five uh, here, minutes. Here's what I recommend, actually less than that. So I, a friend of mine is a monk and he has, you know, whenever I come back from a retreat, so I'll go to these silent retreats where you're meditating for 16 hours a day, you know, maybe and more if you're asleep, if you're, if you're awake, you're meditating. And so you'll do this for a week, a month, you know, it's, it's intensive. And you come back home and you've been meditating without break this whole time. So why would you sit down on a cushion and like do some meditation or sit down and lay down or whatever? It's like the mind is just meditating. So every time I do that, I lose my meditation practice. I like forget how to do it. And I'm just like, I just stop doing my daily routine. So usually I have to restart my practice somehow. And this monk I was speaking to says, listen, this is my formula. Do a one second meditation. It's very hard to convince or convince anyone that you don't have an extra second in the course of the day yeah right you know right now we can do it notice the color blue anything that's blue and and also soak into what that experience is like okay that's blue uh-huh great we're done 
Now that seems very, very superficial. Like, so what? Like I just did this thing. Well, listen, did that experience of the color blue, this, this seems so simple and it's really radical and very important. Did that experience of the color blue have your troubles? Did it have the argument with your brother or the pain in your foot? Well, well, no, but I mean, it was just like for a split second. Ha ha ha. Well, that's all we have. We have many, many split seconds in a row. So again, let's forget any of that happened. Forget I've said anything. Let's, let's look for the color orange. Okay, I found a few examples. There's this way in which just doing that, attending to the current experience of the sensory system, not the stories that the mind makes, it gets rid of all the stories. And lo and behold, all of those stories are where most of our, our problem comes from. Most of our difficulty is, God damn it, this person's looking at me and maybe it's going to be like this. And oh, I wonder what I'm supposed to do tomorrow on the telephone bill. And there are these stories. But if we recognize, okay, that story is just made out of mental audio. Okay, great. That's not a distraction anymore. That's just now we're listening to the mind talking. Oh, there it is, talking, talking. Great. And we can actually break our entire sensory experience down and whenever we hear a thought, we can say here. Whenever we imagine some image or, or memory planning fantasy, we say see, because that's a visual thought. You know, we feel a sensation in the body, we can say feel. And this is a core technique that I teach is, okay, well, I've just broken down our entire universe of experience into three syllables, see, hear, and feel. And there's a way, perceptually, our world is no more complex than that, it's just combinations now. So my problems are built out of sensations, and those sensations don't have problems. Okay, wow. I, okay, I had a question here. How to live with pain? Because I was having a very painful day, and I was going to, you just answered it, because I was going to say, like, how do I stop myself from thinking about this imagined future that I don't have yeah. anymore or this past story that I, I, I hate myself over or just yeah. like I'm in my parents' bedroom right now, my parents' yeah. uh, house. And I'm like, I'm the self pity is mm. just becoming, is just annihilating me. But if I can just, so when, that, when I feel that coming, I just go feel like if I can break it down into those and that's a perfectly good strategy. It's one strategy. But again, all of my answers are going to be a little more complex than one answer. Hit it on me. I, I need to hear this. I've found, and from observing many teachers, if, if I gave very simple answers and was authoritative to the point of being dismissive, you get a lot of followers. So if I said, no, the answer is to do this. This is the one thing. And all of those other techniques are stupid or like are worthless. Mine is the... So, I don't answer like that, unfortunately, but the fortunate side is you get, um, a, hopefully you get a panoramic view of these pieces. That's a perfectly good strategy. And I also don't want to play down that all of the other strategies are valid. So um, of skillfully avoiding what's happening internally is totally valid, right? Using drugs is a great way to avoid difficulty and pain. It works oh, well, yeah. right? Oh yeah. But the, right, but the net effect of that not so great. But what else is good at making you know those feelings go away? Well, Netflix is a less destructive form, right? So let's put that in the category of skillful. Is it the most skillful? Not so much. Well, what about talking to a friend? Okay, well, now we're starting to get into some territory where um, that's pretty skillful, talking to another person. I mean, right now we're talking, right? And I can, hopefully we can have an empathetic connection because I have pain. I've, I've meditated for many years and there's pain that arises. It's a real thing in my experience. And that's okay. That's natural. 
the connection of two people is a very skillful, almost universally, almost universally unharmful way to manage emotion, to manage difficulty. So we want to use all of the tools on the spectrum. We want to say, I'm having a tough night. I can't meditate. I'm pissed. I'm going to watch Netflix and, you know, eat some ice cream or whatever it is, right? Well, great. That's that's a tough night. On a good night, maybe we're going to say, okay, well, I, found, I noticed when I do 50 jumping jacks, there's enough endorphins that, hey, it gives me a little bit of a break and taking a nap also helps. Great. Also skillful. And slowly we start to say, well, what's more skillful? What's more skillful? And we move our lives in that direction. Not perfect, but we can move in that direction. Meditation somewhere on that, you know, more skillful, but also, you know, um, uh, it, it has its flaws too. Meditation has its flaws. It does have problems. We don't want to suggest it's a perfect thing that will answer all of your problems, but it's very, very powerful. So if I were to say, you know, you ask that question, how do I deal with pain? I would say all of the ways, all of the way, all of the things that you do, right? Probably having this obligation, you have, you know, um, you have a stream, you have people you have to manage. The pain kind of goes down during that period. Yeah. That's skillful. That's great. So keeping a little bit busy, having a schedule where it's not just like you have nothing to do, that can be actually very painful. Okay. That's, that's cool. Um, but on the meditation side, being present with what's happening, totally skillful, unless you find it's too painful. It doesn't work for me. Okay, well, just noticing the feel sensations in the body may be too much. Okay, well, maybe we should look at where is the sensation? Maybe getting in more detail would help. Where is the pain? Where is the sensation? Where is the emotion in the body? Is it on the left side, right side? Is it is it dense? Is it moving? These kind of details. But sometimes focusing on something that's difficult just increases its sort of intensity, right? It's, it's the same thing. Like, okay, you focus on my hand, focus on my hand. It seems to be getting bigger, right? It's like my hand didn't change size, but our focus changed. So it seems like it takes over our experience. And overwhelm is basically our view shrinks down so small to something painful that it just takes over the whole system. So the skillful thing might actually be to, to distract maybe by watching Netflix, but maybe actually by attending to all of the color blue. So now we're having a focus away strategy that's still in the present moment, but doesn't necessarily relate to the pain. That That is actually awesome. You're, that, so, that makes me feel excited for for the next pain. This is probably going to come right after the stream. Focus away. I, so I there's watching... focus. There's, there's all, I mean, basically, it's like with a few skills, with, with not that many skills, let's say like, as much skills as it would take to 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 um, start an incredibly basic stream, like with your phone, right? Got to download the app. You got to, you know a few things. With the same probably level of knowledge, maybe twice as hard. Let's say um, you can learn to meditate through any challenge, and all distractions go away suddenly because um, if you're allowed to just say hear when you hear a sound, and you're allowed to just say feel when you feel a sensation in the body, and you, you know you say see when you you know, some flat light flashes on you, there's really no distraction anymore. If you're allowed to focus on the thing, if that works, then great. If you're allowed to focus away from the thing, that's also totally allowed. You're even allowed to focus between. So you could, uh, you know, watch mental images. And every time that painful sensation comes up, watch how the images change. Well, now you're watching a relationship between these two things. That can be helpful. Um, you can be meditating all the time. Oh my word. 
I honestly, I've been like, uh, if I'm speechless, this is what it's been like all day. I've been watching your videos and um, <laughs> as well as uh, Shinzen Young's videos who, uh, uh, God, that guy rules, eh? Like uh, he is so cool. Um, your AMA with him uh, it, oh, it was, is awesome. Um, uh, that's, how- that's some of my most proud video editing. I was very happy, proud of my, uh, I was like, you know, little Casey Neistat, very excited about like Hell yeah. cameras and stuff. It's got it's some fun. views too, my friend. You got some views. But that I was my, that ask... was my flying my drone. It's fun. Oh, oh yeah. And he even said at one point, he's like, show some footage. And then you're, it's yeah. over the... Now, was that the uh, retreat that you uh, yeah. study at? What's, what's that called again? Well, that that's at a location. Um, I mean, it's just Shinzen Young and you look at his retreats. So if you search Shinzen Young oh. retreats, um, and right now they're all virtual, obviously, because of COVID, but that one is at Niagara. So it, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's at a monastery that overlooks um, Niagara Falls. That, that rules. I wanted to ask how, like, how did you uh, meet him? Because I find like a lot of times when I meet meditation teachers, they have their mentor and uh, yeah. I hate to... Uh, bash my mentor but the guy across the street at the church he is so boring oh my god and so when sometimes he makes his, he does these talks for half an hour and they don't he doesn't have flair you know what i mean it doesn't yeah, yeah. need it but i'm we're human and we're sitting on these pillows uh but you got lucky with uh shinzen young he he's so charismatic so tell us about how you met him he is very charismatic he's also very very nerdy so if folks get into him and they say this is very very technical you hear me get sort of like layered and technical but he, he'll answer you know someone will ask like how do you deal with pain and like 50 minutes later i'll be like did that answer your question and you're like jesus christ like um so uh how did i get in touch with him so basically it was absolute chance so i was um involved in a meditation community um you know in the early thousands and i just felt like my practice was sort of stuck i was like very stuck and it wasn't moving forward it ends up the teacher that i was learning from really sort of only knew one technique and he didn't really do it. He just sort of, or didn't do it that much. So he, he wasn't really advancing in his own practice. And one day there was a substitute teacher who was uh, one of Shinzen's students. And he sat down and said, okay, would we like to do um, insight practice or a heart practice or, you know, concentration practice? And people were like, what are those words? What are they? And he just explained, okay, these are the different types of meditation that exist. I'm sort of, I can hear myself imitating his voice. (laughs) It's like, these are the type of of meditation practices that exist. And um, it was just, it was, you know, there was in a way mind blowing because I had been looking at it from one perspective and he was bringing in basically Shinzen's view, which was uh, what's called a um, a, a meta systemic view. It looks at all the systems sort of laid on top of each other and sort of holds it up to light. Um, and it was very powerful. It was very helpful to see the depth of all these different practices. So that introduced me to Shinzen and I basically immediately started training with him. I immediately started learning how I might like, you know, really learn his practices and and go on retreat with him. So, yeah. Oh yeah. That rules. I I like his four quadrants of practice, uh, to to appreciate self. Oh yeah. I'll just read it for the folks that don't do it To, to appreciate self and world to transcend self and world, transform self and world, and express the benefits of practice in our thoughts, words, and actions. And I really like that because I, I noticed while Googling and uh, researching you is that you've also got like a, a focus on uh, social justice as well. And I think that's that's probably, I think that's probably naturally in you, but I'm sure uh, through the four quadr- quadrants, that's I, I see that as also be good to those around you and uh, stick up for right. Am I on the right path here? 
Absolutely. And that's, so any meditation, you can, we can divide meditation into two halves, right? There's the non-doing side, which is you could talk about as mindfulness as being like a non-doing or Zen often is non-doing. You just observe. Even in Zen, there's less doing often. You just, just sit, you sit there and your mind just goes and bounces around. Who knows what happens? Um, you could be sleepy or not. There's so little doing where so much of our life is built around. I got to get this done and this, and I have to be this person. And so there's the non-doing side, and then there's the doing side. So on the non-doing side, we're just observing our senses or exploring the sort of what is the, our perceptual reality. On the doing side, you're, you're saying or doing something that would move you towards an ideal. So the ideal might be, hey, I'm going to lose a little bit of weight, right? I think that that's healthier, and that's an ideal. Um, the ideal might be like, hey, that person's struggling up the stairs with their baby carriage. I think it would be nice if their life had a little less struggle. And I'm going to say, hey, can I help you with that baby carriage and help them up the stairs? So basically, the doing side is, this might seem um, very broad, but it's all of morality. Anything where we could move towards goodness in any way. That's in um, in, in a, the ancient Buddhist uh, language of Pali, that term is sila, um, any movement towards goodness. So the, the entire moral side of the path. And that's the name of my puppy. If she shows up, I'll... I'll, I'll pull her in. So her name's Sila. Okay. So, so prayer is an example of that, where you're saying certain words in order to connect with a, you know, in that case, like a God that is ideal. It's 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 more ideal, or direct your thoughts towards um, being kind to other people, um, or uh, a heart practice. We hadn't really talked about that, but if I say like um, in the mind, just over and over, I consider you, and I say, hey, may you be peaceful. May you be peaceful. May you be peaceful. I'm just thinking of you. I'm not really a prayer, but just just wishing that that has an effect on me, and that you know I don't know if it has an effect on you, but um, that has an effect. So you can, on one side you're watching your senses, on the other side you're activating your senses, making mental audio, making a mental you know image of the person who's struggling, and 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 making an image of them feeling better or something like this. So that's a whole other side of practice that's very valuable and important. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, I did. Uh, there were times I was leaving uh, the Zen meditation. I was like, God, this is. I am the most self-centered centered person. <laughs> I'm like, how is this helping uh, the world? Um, and uh, through my through my like journey on self discovery, I, I I've got a really intelligent neighbor. I, I cook with, and we're we're breaking down life in it. And the only thing we could can like get to the bottom was that uh, the whole purpose of life is just uh, helping out others. So I really appreciate that part of your uh, your teaching as well. And yeah, uh, and neither I like that you mentioned the baby carriage as well because I always feel like so many people have the pressure to go out there and like be the next Malala, or like you know, or the, the who's the climate change girl? I forgot her name now. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Gretchen. Gretchen. Is that her name? I just, um, I just assumed everyone's Thornburg. Thurnberg. Yeah, I just assume every Scandinavian person Greta. is Gretchen. Oh, Gre yeah, yeah, Greta, Greta, yeah, nicer name. Um, but no, I, I think just, yeah, like if you do see someone struggling with the baby carriage, that's your chance to say, even if they say no, just uh, ask for help, ask if they need help. And I, so I do think it's just the little, the small things as well. And that is a form of meditation right there. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I'll just mention also, this is the thing that was actually surprising about the recovery, you know, the sort of, I mean, I don't have to get into details, but it's a 12 step recovery, you know, community, which is very, they vary very differently depending on where you are. Some places are very like Christian or these kind of things. It was not so much the case here in New York. Um, and, 
I didn't realize that it's so focused on helping people and not like helping people and recruiting them, just like, hey, this person is in pain. Like, how could I be helpful? And I was so focused on myself and like solving my problems and being looked at a certain way when I really intentionally made that shift and just really considered how could I be helpful, it cha fully changed my life, maybe more than anything else. Um, being helpful to other people is such an incredible sanctuary from difficulty. Because if I'm having a tr having troubles, and it's almost like, I, I don't like the idea that the universe is like magically doing things. And at the same time, I'll be like, oh, struggling, worried, whatever. And I'll get a call from someone who I'm helping and they'll say, man, I'm so scared. My girlfriend and I are fighting and she said this thing and just listening and say, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, you know, is there, is there any way, anyone you could be helpful to? And they say, oh yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm going to call this person. And just, it breaks my thought pattern. It breaks that momentum of me thinking about myself. Exactly. And, and self-centered pain is really like the root of my difficulty. So being supportive of other people often feels very, very powerful. No, that's exa exactly it. So um, I met a neighbor of mine that I know I'm I'm new in this area again. Met a neighbor. Her husband's uh, got throat cancer, and he's old as mm -hmm. hell. And she's you could just tell she's going like she's just having a rough go. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make some soup because he can't eat a lot of food. So that hour of making the soup was the I and now this makes it selfish for me, but it was like one hour where the internal monologue stopped. Yep. It's so yeah. yeah so it, it's it, it's oh it's the most powerful tool we got out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and let me just back up for one sec here because I feel like I, I, if I can be helpful, um, you mentioned like how do you deal with pain? Another question is how does one deal with obsessive thoughts? Yes, that was my next question because I have got the the carousel goes off, my friend, and it's a whole carnival in my brain sometimes. So ha please impart your wisdom. I'm dying. Um, okay, here's what I'm gonna have you do. Just just to embarrass you here on your on your very own stream. Here's what I'm gonna have you do. Say celery carrots, celery carrots. Just say it on repeat, and I'll tell you when to stop. Go Cel ahead. Celery carrots, celery carrots, celery carrots, celery carrots, celery carrots, celery carrots. Okay, stop. How much was that obsessive thought happening while you were doing that? Not one bit. I was thinking right. carrots and celery. Right, and you're like, uh, you know, slightly. Uh, what about what's happening? Right, what the hell is this demonstration? The, the good news is that our consciousness only has so much real estate. It could be filled with worry. It could be filled with, you know, whatever kind of thing. But the thing most people don't understand is we're already always meditating. Already. But we're meditating on resentment and fear and, you know, what's happening on the scroll and, like, you know, concern about Twitter and getting into arguments, whatever. So the mind is already being trained in this direction. And the mind does what it's done before. It's very, the mind is very obedient. And so you sit down and you say, hey, I'm just going to stop thinking about this. I'm just going to chill out for a minute. And the mind's like, I know what you want me to do. You've been doing it for decades. I'm just going to worry about this stuff. So a lot of what we're doing in meditation, and people think that something's wrong because the mind keeps thinking, right? It's, it's actually not a problem. We just either label it, see, hear, or feel. Um, but also know that it's very natural. It's the mind's nature to, to explore and be distracted. And an obsessive thought is one that is hooked in a certain area. And so we think like, okay, I've unhooked it in this way, but it just hooks back in. So there must be something wrong. Well, you just unhooked it though, right? All you had to do is, is really dumb. You just said celery and carrots and it stopped. Now, 
it's a silly meditation and I'm not going to suggest anyone that this is your actual practice, but that would actually be a perfectly good instruction. And whenever you have that thing, just repeat that phrase over and over again. Now that's, you know, it's a little silly. So why not repeat a phrase that is actually supportive, right? That actually means something to us. Like, um, may you be peaceful. This is a phrase I use in guiding meditation all the time. Just repeating the phrase, may you be peaceful, may you be peaceful, may you be peaceful, but mean it, right? Because it's, it's, it means more than if it's just words spinning in our head. Say it to ourselves. The good thing is the phrase works for everyone. We can call ourselves you. You can call you, you, right? You can just walk around, may you be peaceful, may you be peaceful, may you be peaceful, may you be peaceful. And as simple as it is, when we're doing that, it takes maybe not all the real estate from the obsessive thought, but it definitely takes some. And over time, the mind starts to, the, the momentum of the obsessive thought just breaks down, starts to break down. And anything we can do to get ourselves to stop thinking of it is important. And yeah. so when that obsessive thought comes up, you know, like I said, skillful distraction is perfectly valid. Uh, especially if we can be aware at the time, I'm skillfully distracting myself by watching the avatar on the airbender. Like this is what I'm doing. And I know I, I don't need an escape because I'm just doing this intentionally or I'm doing a meditation, etc. It does train the system to recognize, Oh, wait a minute. This doesn't hurt. The other part of it is to recognize when I do have this thought, how do I feel? This is, you know, this is, I call this like the, the Twitter revelation. How do you feel after you use Twitter? Do you feel better? or worse. I've rarely met someone who's like, yeah, I feel better. I feel good, man. Exactly. And I just feel quiet. And it's like, no, I always feel yucky. This is just me. No, but I agree. Yeah. That's just, that's just my experience of, of all the, the, the platforms that one in particular. So, um, I, I mean, all the platforms have their problems, but so it's just to notice, Hey, when I have this thought, how does it feel? And it takes, it took me a very long time to be able to do that. Um, and actually have it make an effect, but that's how it is. We have to be patient with ourselves. We're, 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 you know, turning a ship in the water. It's, it's like a, it's like a big, slow process, but if we just stop turning the wheel at some point, or if we say, you know, ah, I'll just let the current take me wherever it takes me, which is what we've been doing for decades. Mm -hmm. We don't get to make those particular changes, but the good news is we've been cultivating sort of mindlessness or unconsciousness or, you know, sort of um, painful self-obsessed thoughts for years and years and years, decades, unconsciously. But things change much more quickly if we do them consciously. So if we're consciously saying, hey, I'm just saying this, these kind words or I'm just helping this person, that actually, you know, if we just let it go unconsciously to use our boat steering metaphor, it's real slow. It finally gets there and it has a lot of momentum, but consciously it really starts to move the process much more quickly than decades and years. It actually moves very quickly for most people. That is uh that makes me very, very optimistic. Cause yeah, you've uh, hit the nail on the, on the head there. Just decades of uh, just that, that a loudspeaker in my head. Um, I, I also find like um, since everything that's going on in my life, I've been trying to go to bed early and I have a sleep schedule because it's very restorative. I'm sure you you would agree with that. But I find I get up like uh, last night I was up at one. I couldn't get back to sleep. Just the brain was going. But so I'm really excited because it's going to happen tonight. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be dropping. May you be peaceful. And I'm just going to be really trying to, yeah, subconsciously try to steer that ship back to back on course. So I'm, I'm actually kind of excited. Well, let me ask you, and this is something that is a helpful thing as a teacher is, often people have an answer that they don't even know themselves. So if I were to say, I'm going to give you a million dollars, really, you're going to get cash, a million dollars, probably affect your life quite a bit. 
Nice. If you can get yourself back to sleep tonight when you wake up at 1 a.m., what things would you do? So maybe peaceful is one of them. What else? No, you know, no narcotics or whatever. I was going to say, yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd go to the bathroom and get the bottle of sleeping pills. But uh, yeah. okay, I, damn, I don't know. What would, what would bring the system down? Just, oh, breath work, maybe. Okay, breath work. What else? Um, just counting sheep, going okay. super calm. I sometimes I put on that uh, the ethereal music as well, the perennial mm -hmm. beats. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would, yeah, you're. I would do, I, I would do anything if I have to get up and do jumping jacks, like you said before, for a million bucks. Yeah. As long as I get back to sleep. Well, and that's the thing is that we usually don't think about it, but we're, you know, we're these biologically evolutionary, we're incredible machines. Like we've, we've survived famines and, and, you know, mass migrations and stuff. And because this brain is incredibly good at solving problems. So I typically, I just encourage people to ask a question that will move them in the direction they want to go. Cause the brain will always answer the question. If the question is what's wrong with me, oh, Trust me, the brain is going to come up with a nice long list of what's wrong with me. Oh, right? yeah. If the if the question that we continuously ask ourselves is like, hey, how could I just be a little bit more peaceful? How could I be a little more peaceful in this moment? What would be a little bit more peaceful? How could I hold my shoulders, right? No, how could I how could I drink this water? And it's just asking the right question. And the brain is very responsive. It'll just tell you, oh, maybe you could do a little of this. Maybe this would help. Maybe that, you know, friend who you like to argue with. I found this is something that I found over time. I had friends who I just I would hang out and we just argue. And I think it's like a, a dude thing or something. Oh, yeah. And it was just very, it was, it was sort of fun, but it was actually sort of like, I didn't feel closer to them. I didn't feel better. It's like, oh, okay, cool. And just, just to know that I don't have to reject the person, but those little things, what would make me maybe peaceful is not your answer. Maybe more interested in life. What would make life more sort of like exciting or, 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 you know, uh, um, fascinating. And that, that question, the mind will answer. Wow, that's I'm I am so glad you came on. I like I I'm like if you ask the folks at home, I started the stream early and I was not in a good place, and now I'm like I'm looking forward to uh, to challenging the the mind. That that's incredible, my friend. Um, hey, speaking of uh, um, doing good deeds to go to backtrack, I think it's really cool that your wife was offering free therapy to uh, uh, first responders during COVID. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were both, we were, we were, we were both, uh, we developed, uh, oh. well, she's a therapist. Yeah. So that, that's the case. And then we are, we developed a meditation sort of, um, collection for first responders, um, to do, you know, while they're that, you know, before, during and after their shift so that they could actually, you know, get through with a little bit less, you know, uh, uh friction. So the projects like that, I think are really important. Um, as people, there's all these ways that we can help that we sort of don't think of. Um, so yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna post the the live stream uh, in my Discord that you guys did about uh, you know during the uh, how to stay a little uh, mindful during the uh, uh, pandemic. How do you say your wife's name? I'm sorry, it's it's Ra Raquel. Raquel. Okay, yes, I got. Yeah. And, and uh, if you go on the your website as well, she's uh, she's part of the collective and yeah. uh, co-founder as well, and uh, she she rules, dude. And I think it's pretty cool that she proposed to you on Valentine's Day. Well, that was, I don't know, I, I forget where we said, tell that story, but it was a trick because we don't, we don't take Valentine's Day very seriously. I it's know. like, it was like all oh, this Hallmark holiday. So it was a perfect day. I would never expect it. And that was like, that was the trick. And she sent you away. I, I did a lot of research. Uh, it doesn't seem like it because I have a low IQ, but, and she sent you to Thai food across the city. 
Exactly. So. I was like, why do you want this type? It's so far away. I was like, okay, I guess I'll go. I mean, if you want it, I mean, so I went this hallway and I came back and the whole house was like dim with like all these like candles laid out everywhere with all these, like, it was very, very, very sweet. All these like love notes on each candle at the end. It was like this thing and it was very sweet. Oh, that is, that is so beautiful. And maybe that was the final test to see if, uh, Will he go and get the Thai food I desire exactly. and not go to the the one down the street? Um, exactly. So uh, time has flown by here, which is unbelievable. We just got a huge raid from Stinky Carnival, so shout out to him. He rules. Um, but I, the last 10 minutes, I always like to open it up to the chat. I could, uh, I, yeah. well, I've got notes. Uh, like I'm going to have to have you back on because there's, uh, and I got to do some, so much more. Re like I, w watching the YouTube videos today, especially with the, uh, send you young i like my like my i have to like sit and meditate on everything i even learned so we'll have to have you back on but let's uh let's ask the chat right now um uh please my friends what do you uh you got some questions for our good friend here oh yeah they do and want P you back and p.s here i just want to um i put the link in the um in the discord but i'll i'll jump on the the twitch as well i realize Absolutely. if Oops. you could put explanation mark it won't re oh wait no don't worry the text speech is off i don't know why i said that so just drop it in um I have a question. Is the beard just push-up bras for dudes' faces? Okay, that's they're rude because I don't have much of a chin, and that's why I have a beard. So that's what they're they're making fun of me, not you. Um, I'm always I'm always afraid that if I shave my beard, I'll have like this, you know, incredibly tiny chin. But oh, dude, I, I got it, man. It's gen <laughs> it's genetics. There's nothing we can do about that here. Um, Swarmer Dogs was wondering if you uh, do you know any uh, mindful leaders in Washington D.C. that he could check out. So right now, there is this incredible thing happening, which is very powerful, which is because of COVID, everyone is local, like all of the people everywhere are local. So um, right now is this very cool opportunity to connect with people internationally and nationally. There are a few people in DC, but there's the people who I really like. I mean, this is, I, I tend to be pretty biased for me personally. But people who I really like, one of which is um, a gentleman named Michael Taft, who's in San Francisco. Again, this is not answering your question, but I would recommend these folks. Michael Taft in San Francisco. Um, uh, Shinzen Young is an excellent teacher. There's another teacher named George Haas who works around um, uh, uh, trauma and uh, mindfulness. Um, let's see. Um, uh, in D.C., though, specifically... I wonder if my wife knows. No, she's meditating but right now. I, I think you've, you've made a, uh, like a great point that like everybody's in DC now. Everyone's everywhere because of the yeah. um, everyone's on Zoom. And then you also offer uh, mentoring on your website as well. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we do, I do one-on-one -on -one work with folks. And um, the big thing though, as I say, you know, because we that's uh, the, there's a cost obviously associated with that. But I encourage folks oh, yeah. to you know not to self-promote here, but come on the stream and we have, we do Q and a, we get people on the zoom and you know, I can answer questions very specific to what's going on for you because meditation is just not a one size fits all hat and it's different for everybody. It really depends on like, what do you want out of life? And then from there we sculpt something that is based on that. But the, the, the 50 meditations that I dropped in the chat, um, that's where I start every single student, private classes, whatever I say, do these meditations, get clear on this. And that, that's the meditation I mentioned with all uh, all of your senses to get used to what's happening, you know, to, to know what is the experience of the mind producing visual data, which is very, very cool. 
Um, and we can get into it, but I want to make sure if other people have questions. Uh, Ark just said, tell him the chat wants him back for podcasts in the future with more in-depth interviews. So they're, they're loving you. Um, there's two questions here we might be able to add together here. Uh, somebody asked, what's the best way to let go of anger? And what's your suggestion against procrast procrastination? I don't know if that you can weave those two together, but I, I'm, I'm sure there's... Uh, You've got some way so to do it. If anyone is, if anyone is, uh, uh, you know, willing to do the legwork, so youtube.com slash deep mindfulness. And I think it's, if you search procrastination, we have a video there specifically on deconstructing procrastination. So I can talk a little bit about it, but it's my wife's video. It's very good. There's a slight chance. If someone wants to put that link in the chat, I appreciate it. There's a slight chance that it's at youtube.com slash deep mindfulness two. um, I think it's not, no, no, I remember now, the instructions are in deep mindfulness and the guided meditation is on deep mindfulness too. So, um, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, that's our YouTube and there's, if you search procrastination, she has a real specific breakdown. Um, specifically, there's this uh, concept of multiple selves. We have one self that wants to take over the world and one self that wants to just sit on the couch and procrastination is a conflict between these two selves. So part of it is recognizing the needs of both of them and finding a way to meet both. So the part that wants to relax, well, it probably needs some time to relax, right? The part that wants to be ambitious and do things well, what does it want that for? Often we can meet that need. Um, maybe we're at school or, or we, there's something we want to do, but often the reason we're procrastinating is because there's an internal conflict and usually it's because we're ignoring or we don't want to experience one of those. We think the one that wants to do things is good and the one that wants to hang out, is that one's bad, but none of the parts of us are bad. Um, and that's important is self-hatred or, or shame or these kind of things. They really harm us um, and they're also natural. So that's like the weird thing that's like, you know, we want to deconstruct them or diffuse them and also know that it's natural to be angry at the self or hate on the self. So yeah, that's, that's the, God, that's the short version. Damn, you make it sound so easy. Cause I've been trying, so I, I've like, oh, I've been here and I've been taking these courses and I get so distracted. I'm trying to like beef up my resume and, uh, uh get out of this Twitch job, uh, because this thing's just a prison. Uh, you'll, you'll notice after a couple of years on here, uh, but I'm just kidding. That's great. But, uh, uh, you're right. I was I was getting so mad at myself for procrastinating, but you're right. I, that's a part of me, and I got to feed that beast as well in order for the other one to. Uh, and I got to feed the other one as well. So, damn, you say things. It's, it's oh, I just want to grab your mind and kiss it. Uh, <laughs> what about anger? So the, the other question is: So, how does one deal with anger? So, you know, um, there's a lot of ways to do it. And like I said before, you can focus on the sensation itself, which the problem is often the story that comes from it. Right. It's like, oh, the anger. And then it's like this person is and it. The mind keeps sort of going along with that. That's usually where the trouble comes in. So you can do what I said before a moment ago, a deconstructive practice. Break that experience down into see, hear and feel. Now, the first time you're going to try doing see, hear and feel the guided meditations go through this. It's it's going to be hard to start with anger. It's a pretty it's, it's a little difficult. But um, over time, you can just have that be the experience where you can actually deconstruct it notice where it's happening in the body it's also helpful to notice that anger is often a protective emotion on top of something more vulnerable so i'm angry because i'm like oh god i'm scared and sad and those are much more vulnerable emotions and we usually don't want to feel those emotions because they feel tender they're scary 
So often connecting with another person and just saying, I feel angry or this is what's going on. Um, a person who can reflect it, who's not like, yeah, it's burn the house, you know, like uh, someone who can say, you know, I'm sorry to hear that and listen to what's happening. That's really helpful. Um, like I said before, uh, filling the system with some other way of um, uh, some other piece of, of data, right? It's, you know, it, people wonder why listening to music suddenly it like cha- you know calms them down or makes the anger go away. Well, again, consciousness only has so much real estate. So even listening to music is a skillful way to manage the flow of the mind. Um, and then the, the final thing I'd say is doing something kind. Like if the f- thought is angry, um, letting the angry thought come up, but also you know as much as we can, uh, bringing a thought of how can I be kind? How can I understand? How can I? you know, um, be considerate, maybe not to that person, because that might be very hard, but being considerate to anyone is actually teaching the mind kindness, which is a kind of antidote to, to, to anger. But again, anger is natural. We don't want to like say that we shouldn't have anger. Anger is a normal human experience. Well, we're given these emotions for a reason. Uh, and I don't think we should shun any of them. I think there's time and place for all of them. It's just when you get uh, like drunk off one uh, and I, I definitely, I got a lot of issues with anger myself. Not, I don't uh, hit anyone. I just throw a plate of spaghetti at the wall, but, uh, like it, but I, I'm really trying to, to remind myself that we've got these emotions. You're supposed to feel them in their interesting yeah. places, but you don't want to stay in one the entire time because you've got all these, this wide range of them. You might as well use them. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, I'm also a big, big fan of therapy if people can't afford it. And I understand some, sometimes we can't. The, the last thing I just want to mention is that something people overlook a lot. I've heard that one of my favorite definitions of addiction is the illusion that we can find fulfillment alone. And it took me a while to let that sink in, but the illusion that we can find fulfillment alone. So human beings are wired. Our brains are developed to a certain level. That level is like 20 of us together on a savanna hunting and gathering. That's like the level of our brain development but we're built to be together. We're built to every tragedy that would happen in that scenario is a group tragedy. Every triumph is a group triumph. So we are not built to have emotion alone, isolated, like looking at our phones, this kind of thing. We're built to actually manage and process emotion with other people. And so the reason the suicide rates and the depression rates are going up as people are becoming more isolated because of COVID is because we've lost all these like subtle, like basic connections. So as hard as it seems, the vulnerability of connecting and reaching out and talk, using actual voices to talk to people, these kind of things, it actually manages and processes emotion. And it's really essential for humans to build those connections over time. Wow, that's, I think that's a good advice right there to leave it on, my friend. Uh, thank you so much, thank uh, you. Yanush Wellen. I said it correctly, my friend, right? Uh, you know, Say hey, listen, not going to kill Janusz. Janusz, sorry, I'm sorry, my friend. No, and, that's uh, right, that's right. The, the co-founder of the Deep Mindfulness uh, Collective. Uh, dude, you rule. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I would love to have you on again so we can go and do a deeper dive. Love to. And P.S., let's chat offline, too. I mean, I'd love to to, to say hello and see how you're doing and, and just find out how things are. Absolutely. And uh, I'll get my mods to drop your Discord uh, link as well and uh, all the socials I put uh, I put on uh, my Discord. Very so, kind. Um, and uh, tell your wife she rules. And, I will. Uh, I will. fans here. All right. Well, have, uh, take, take care, everyone. And, and as, as, uh, as strange as this might seem, folks, I'm going to, this is my, one of my favorite things to do right now in this particular moment. If you can experience how weird it is that you happen to be alive, 
like, okay, I'm, can I have a minute? Can I have 60 seconds? Dude, all the time you need, my friend. Listen, so, okay, life springs at the bottom of the ocean 4 billion years ago. It goes through all these transitions, all these weird things. Not once did that string of life from that point die in order for you to be here. All of the famines and all the mass migrations and all the death and all the transformations, we're alive because this force is actively functioning in our system right now. The likelihood that this would be the case is unbelievably small. So we have an opportunity to either fall in love with our experience of the world or like, you know, fight with people on social media. And so my recommendation is uh, no matter how hard life is, we have the opportunity to have a richer life. So I invite you um, to uh, join us on that journey. Great yes. to meet everybody. As, as I always say, for trillions of years since the offset of time, every one of your ancestors survived. Every single person on your mom and dad's side successfully looked after and passed on to you life. What are the chances of that? I think about that once in a while. Mike Skinner of The Streets. Do you ever listen to The Streets? He I've rules. heard them. Uh, I'll send you that song. It's a good one. All That's right, great. you rule. Thank you so much, dude. Thank you so much, man. Take Peace. care, Ren. Wow, that was awesome. Wow. That was incredible. I should drop a radio drop right here. Uh, Where's uh uh okay I got a coin uh da, 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 da. you tuned in to Johnny Now streaming live on Twitch wow that was that was I'm gonna say wow wow my friend amazing um, I'm gonna put a quote in the chat right now from his mentor uh, this is an incredible quote uh, here I'm gonna text a speech on. So you guys can talk, give you your voice back. You didn't catch the whole thing, but dang, super sweet. That, I like oh my, that guy. He, he gets is, it. He is Clap. incredible. Um, okay, I'm going to put this. This uh, is yeah, a yeah. quote from, and this is a master, and this is on Yanish. I feel bad that I said his name wrong. That guy is awesome. Yeah, so. It is uh, rare to find a mindfulness teacher like Yanish deep in his practice and community, fluid and clear in his presentation, personable and intimate in delivery, open to feedback, and with a number of perspectives that they bring to bear. I have only enthusiasm backed by experience to share in regards to his wisdom, integrity, and delivery. Shinzen Young, Shinzen Young the said that about him. Is that not incredible? Wow. Um, I'm going to keep in touch with him. Arctic, thank you so much for showing me that gentleman. He's an incredible positive Oh, dude, I am. And he was so nice because I was supposed to interview him last week and I messaged him and I was like, dude, I'm at the end of my rope here. He seemed like a good guy too. That guy was absolutely incredible and um i'm telling you you gotta watch his My youtube pleasure, johnny you gotta watch yeah that was incredible you gotta watch his youtube i would like to practice tantra um, with him oh god you would mass uh you gotta watch his youtubes uh i, I do i'm telling you i i almost i did so much study what look at this look at the sheets boy. i got hey I what's up someone to leave so me dope. such a beautiful review and i I would. I feel like i'm more i was more lost after all the learning good job uh, today. johnny uh, because there's so much uh, to, uh, no to learn, about but beards. I am excited good to you, attack man. it. No talking Carrot, about beards. We did Carrot, talk Carrot. about beards, honeybees. Good to see you, honeybees. And Stoned Oak is here, which is beautiful. Um, 
Yeah, okay, my did. friends. Uh, let's uh, attack it with fire. Uh, attack me, hey, daddy. Giant, Spoon, Giant Spoons. Can you send me the TikTok uh, passwords so I can get um, clips on um, on my Instagram yes, again? Yes, thanks for exposing us to this positive energy. Well, it's I'm not gonna stop now, guys. I I'm I don't have an interview for Thursday because it fell through, but I think I I might just pass on it because uh, I got I'm I gotta doing keep well learning. Now, Johnny. Good job, Stone Oak. I'm proud of you, my friend. I hope did you watch that video? I hope you did. Kid, 